Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, everybody, clear your throats, hydrate, stretch. I hope you're warmed up. Might want to just pause the video right now and do a couple jumping jacks, touch your toes, you know, make sure you're limbered up because it's time for another edition of I React to Your Hot Takes in my quest to make Reddit hate you as much as they hate me. So in this video, we'll go through some of your absolutely flaming hot takes and I will react, tell you if I agree or not, and hopefully you will be the target of the next hate thread on Reddit. And also, I wanted to mention something new that I'm doing, which is a YouTube coaching program. If you're an individual creator or you're a company, really anybody that wants to grow on YouTube, this is for you. Basically, this is a way to download everything that I have learned about YouTube over the past seven years from my brain into yours. There's a pretty common set of challenges that pretty much everybody runs into on YouTube. I've run into pretty much all of them. And with this coaching program, I can help you get past those a lot faster than I did figuring it out on my own. For example, in my opinion, the single most important thing for any channel is figuring out the right niche for your content. Like what should you focus on and how do you talk about it? For example, for me on this channel, once I found that I went from getting, you know, a couple hundred views a video to tens of thousands of views per video, literally almost overnight. You can see it right here. And also the right approach to things like titles and thumbnails and how to structure your videos to keep people's attention. All that stuff that took me years to figure out on my own through trial and error. I just want to help you speed run all of that. I am super excited about this and I'm going to be putting a lot of time and energy into it over the course of the year. And if you want to find out more about it, you can just hit the link in the description of this video. Okay. The first one from uh, our friend Morgoth Beats, he says the snare in St. Anger is actually really sick and uh, Big Chocolate agrees. Well, let's listen to it, shall we? I feel like this is kind of a, a cold take now. I feel like everybody likes St. Anger now and I have some thoughts on that, but first let's listen to it. Welcome to San Quentin. In the unlikely event that you are taken hostage. This snare is so ridiculous. Now, I gotta say, probably 99 times out of 100, I think, you know, when people complain on Reddit, like, oh, the drums in this album sound terrible. Like, oh, the production ruined it for me. I can't stand how compressed it is. There's so much auto-tune. There's too many samples on the drums. The guitar tone is so flat and pr overly processed. The mixing ruined everything. I hate John Feldman. Say, okay, time to change your diaper, you big baby. Is it really that big of a deal? No, it's not. 99 times out of 100, when people whine about this stuff, they're just whining. Now, with that being said, I gotta say... <laughs> It's actually kind of true in this case. And I say this as someone, I'm a known snare enjoyer, okay? I'm a known ringy snare enjoyer. For example, one of my absolute favorite bands of all time is 311. Let's listen to the 311 snare. Love that cranked rim shot. Or uh, on the gore grind side of things, Last Days of Humanity. There we go. 
There we go. Sounds great here. But with Metallica, I'm not so sure it does work. So I think this is a very, very, very rare case in which the drum sound actually kind of does ruin the song and ruin the album. You know, I love a ringy snare, but this one was just so distracting that for a band like Metallica, it just, <laughs> I just can't believe it just, it says a lot about like how many yes men there were in the room that nobody involved with this was like, guys, you can't put this fucking album out. Listen to that goddamn snare drum. You can't fucking put this out. This is crazy. What's wrong with you? I think it would sound great for a slam band, but this is not slam. This is rock. And I think this is a good example of what I've talked about before of the 10 year rule, meaning that give or take a few years, within 10 years, literally anything that people hated within 10 or so years will become loved. For example, you remember how everyone said Bring the Horizon was gay, now everyone loves them. Everybody said Suicide Silence was gay, now everyone loves them. Everybody hated Limp Biscuit, now everybody loves them. You know, Limp Biscuit, it took more like 15, almost 20 years for people to start liking them. Saint Anger, I think, is about 20 years old now, too. It took a little while, so things that are like really, really, really hated, I think, take longer, but it's just a good example of like, Literally anything will become liked. Do people like Macklemore yet? I think they kind of do. Again, I absolutely guarantee you that in 10 or 15 years, people will love MGK. I guarantee it. I've seen this happen so many times in every genre. Like there are no exceptions to this. People love Creed and Nickelback now. Like whatever people hated when they were teenagers, in 10 or 15 years, everyone's going to love it. I guarantee it. So I do not think this is a hot take. I think this is kind of the accepted opinion now. I don't think I agree with it, um, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Next up from Scott. He says, metalcore in general has a very recycled sound. Not so much evolution, just hardcore and metal, but down-tuning hate-breed style riffs with MIDI bless. Oh, and Lorna Shore will go experimental sooner than later. Uh, that might be true about Lorna Shore. Now, as far as metalcore being recycled, I completely agree with that. I feel bad for picking on this band all the time, but I'll use them as an example. This band, Invent Animate, is an example. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from NoFX and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Example of what people on Reddit hold up as like the future of the genre. This is what people think is like amazing and great. Like you play Invent Animate and, uh, and average Redditor's reaction to Invent Animate right here. Like, really? 
this is what you people think is amazing and great i mean if you like it that's cool but i don't think there's anything here that is moving the genre forward in any way whatsoever or particularly interesting in any way the place that metalcore is at right now is the exact same place that crabcore was in say 2013 you remember that like after crabcore had been out for like five years they just ran that shit into the fucking ground by 2013 it was like there were still crab core bands coming out that sounded like asking alexandria from like four years ago and you're like why why are you still doing this the world needs another generic crab core band like it needs a goddamn hole in the head why are you people still doing this i feel like we're at that same point now with the current metalcore sound which is you know, some combination of Meshuggah, Linkin Park, and Slipknot, basically. Like the drunk guy who won't pass out. Exactly. You're like, Jesus Christ, how many drinks has this motherfucker had? And he just still keeps waking up. He won't stop telling us his fucking dumb stories. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is true. It happened in new wave grunge, new metal trap, chipmunk rap, etc. Everything gets played out. It's true. But I feel like metalcore just will not die. This version of metalcore. And I, you know, it'll, it'll be replaced by something else, I'm sure. But oh my God, I completely agree. Like this particular flavor of metalcore is so fucking played out. And it just really, really, really needs to go away. But, you know, it's also possible that this will be the final evolution of metalcore because every genre gets frozen in time at some point, right? Like, punk hasn't really sounded any different since the 90s, right? Ska hasn't really sounded any different since the 80s or 90s. You know, these genres do kind of get frozen in time. Like, basically, the only kind of music, the only genre that continues to evolve is pop because pop isn't really a genre. It's just sort of a, a market for music. Like pop is just whatever is popular. So it doesn't actually have a sound. But other than that, every genre just kind of gets stuck in time at some point or another. I agree with this. It happens when new bands are only inspired by other metalcore bands. Metalcore bands in the early 2000s had a huge range of influences. Kids these days just cite other modern metalcore bands. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, we listen to anything from era to invent animate. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Well, no wonder your band has no fucking new ideas. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with, you know, the fact that metalcore is completely stale and burned out and it just badly 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 needs a reboot we need uh we need jj abrams to come in here and reboot this bitch give it a woke reboot with a female main character that everyone hates so uh the critical drinker and the quartering can uh go make video after video after video about how awful it is and how enraged they are that it exists uh <laughs> that's my take we got to give it a woke reboot. Like the Ghostbusters remake. That's what we need. That, but for Metalcore. Next up, from Alicia McGuire. TikTok has made concerts horrible to attend for longtime metal fans. Newer fans are toxic or don't understand the rules of pits, mosh pits, and this leads to bands ending concerts early or not performing certain songs. Recent example was the Bad Omens tour. I cannot really comment on this. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. I can't really say because when I go to shows, I don't, you know, I'm not in the pit these days, so I don't, I don't really know what they're like these days. You tell me if you think I'm wrong about this, but my guess is that you know, yeah, this has been happening more than I remember. Well, I feel like this sort of dynamic of people saying that, you know, fill in the blank is ruining shows because the new fans don't understand how you're supposed to act. I feel like that's been happening 
for as long as I can remember in different ways. Like back in the 90s, it was like, oh, MTV is ruining shows because people who just watch, you know, Headbangers Ball or whatever, you know, they go to shows and they, you know, just push mosh and they don't understand how things are supposed to be. Well, that's that's probably true. But, you know, if they stick around, I mean, this looks the same as any other show to me. If they stick around, they learn how you're supposed to act or they stop going to shows either way. And then it was hot topic, you know, all these hot topic kids going to, you know, shows and people don't know how to act and rah, rah, rah. Um, I, I feel like there's always some new gateway through which new fans show up to the, come into the scene. And yeah, I mean, they probably don't know how to act. When I started going to shows when I was 13, I didn't know how to act. You know what I mean? I'm sure I was a, annoying little fucking dork when I was 13, just like everyone was. I mean, like, does anybody go to a show and, you know, their first show when they're 14 years old or something, they know how to act and they're, you know, they're cool. And, you know, as long as they're not hurting anyone, that that's the issue. Like, you know, if it was people going to like, I don't know, whatever, an Olivia Rodrigo show and punching people, well, that's a problem. Definitely. That's that's a big problem. But I don't think that's happening. I could be wrong, but I think it's more just like, you know, it's people discover bad omens through TikTok or something and they might get mad because somebody, you know, moshes on them or whatever. I feel like that's what happens with these new fans. It's more like they're upset because things are too rough or something like that. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong about that. I don't know, because again, when I go to shows now, I'm not up there in the pit. You know, you know, usually I just go say hi to my friends and, and then leave. So I could be wrong. This is true too. Anytime it happens, you'll have four rock sites talking about it, Loudwire, Metal Sucks, etc. It wasn't like that 10 or 15 years ago, just more eyes on it. I think that's true too. This kind of thing was always happening. It's just now because of TikTok and you know the media and stuff, when weird shit does happen, then you see it more. So I don't know. That's my take on it. But again, I may be wrong about that. So you tell me if there's something, you know, uniquely different about this time. But it feels to me like this is just the new version of the same thing that I've been hearing, you know, since I was 14 years old of like, oh, you know, the new kids don't know how to act. Next one from Bra Pact says Green Day has only one great album and that's Dookie. Besides that, their discography is mid AF. This is one that I definitely do not agree with. I do think that Dookie is an absolute masterpiece. It is a legendary God tier 10 out of 10 album. Completely agree with that part. But I do not agree with them only having one good album. I think Kerplunk is also great. Not as good as Dookie, but I think it's very good. American Idiot is, I would say, as good as Dookie. Personally, I like Dookie better, but I think objectively, American Idiot is just as good as Dookie. And there are people, you know, I don't really like Warning and Insomniac that much, or Nimrod. I don't like those as much, but I think they're perfectly good albums. The newer stuff, you know, like Uno, Dos, Trey, and uh, whatever the fucking, you know, the... The one that they did the cringe uh, billboard for, the pure uncut rock, no Swedish trap beats or whatever. That one was terrible. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't agree with that at all. I think, yeah, uh, 1039 uh, Sloppy Hours was also good. I think so too. Father of All. Oh God, Father of All was awful. Yeah, we got to see that. The Green Day billboard. Oh my God, this was brutal. No features, no Swedish song rights, no trap beats, 100% pure uncut rock.
I got to put on my DJ voice then. All right, everybody, coming up next, we got Green Day, 100% pure, uncut rock. Coming up next on KISW 99.9 FM, your home of the rock. <laughs> like, when did they become that boomer? Yeah, 100% uncircumcised rock. Yeah, so, I mean, I do think it's fair to say that Green Day... You know, like any other band, again, they started in, what, 1986 or something? They've been a band for 35 years. So, yeah, I mean, of course they're going to have some ups and downs, and I think it's fair to say that they're definitely past their prime. But I don't agree, you know, that Dookie is their only good album. That that feels like a little bit of a contrarian take to me. Even if you only think that Dookie and American Idiot are good, I mean, those are both, like, all-time classics, right? From, you know... 10 years apart to write off American idiot to me sounds like kind of a that's a crazy person take in my opinion sorry broad packed I'm not on board with your hot take next one from dude with six cats Adidas clothes have always been tacky and ugly decent shoes bad everything else okay well the first thing that uh, you need to know is that corn and Adidas are back together people they're back just announced today that they're back. Let's see what it is. Can I get a, a purple sequin tracksuit finally? We were obsessed with gangster rap so much. And a lot of these guys would wear sportswear and that had major influence on us. Time in the 90s, we had a Love song, this song saying that Adidas stood for all day dreaming about sex. Adidas, like, no, we're not going to do anything with you. <laughs> That's why that I took dumb. it upon myself to start customizing and doing this stuff. I made Adidas kilts, I made Adidas sparkly tracksuits. Come on, we were so against fucking everything. Here's the thing about Adidas, okay? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's someone out there right now watching this video that's going to start awkwardly tugging at their collar. There's somebody out there. I've talked about this person before. Who's the poster child for second place. He's got his Adidas shoes on, watching this video on his Android phone, waiting for the new game to download on his Xbox, drinking a Pepsi, eats at Burger King. You know, this guy's just into being, <laughs> into being second best. <laughs> You know, hey, listen, Pepsi's okay. Xbox is okay. Android, I mean, look, I was going to say Android's okay. That feels a little bit much to me, but at least Android isn't BlackBerry. So there is that. Yeah, I mean, Adidas is poverty. There's no question about it. But at least it's not Reebok or, you know, Under Armour or Puma, right? You know, you might feel bad eating Burger King and uh, browsing Reddit on your Android phone, but you say, hey, at least I'm not eating at uh, Jack in the Box. At least my console of choice isn't the, the Wii U. It could be worse. So yeah, that's my take on Adidas. Just play it safe. This is my advice for everybody. Just play it safe. Buy an iPhone, buy a MacBook, wear Nike, drink Coke, play for the winning team. It's it's Why would you ever want to be on the losing team? That's all I'm saying. Why? Why would you want to be on the losing team? Next up, from Chase Michael. I have a question here. First of all, is your first name Chase and your second name is Michael? If so, I have a rule that you can't trust any man with two first names. Like if his name is like uh, Chris John or, you know, Michael Steven or something. You know, it's just, it's weird. 
if you got two first names that's weird the flip side of that is what if michael is his middle name you know maybe his last his last name is actually jones so his real name is chase jones but he goes by chase michael well that's weird too because in that case like the girls that go by their middle name like april nicole or kayla michelle or something like that girls that go by their first name and middle name a hundred percent of the time are thoughts right like tiktok thoughts it, it's only like hot girls that do this right yeah Brittany ann exactly it is exclusively thoughts that do this there are no exceptions to this chase those are my thoughts on your name if you have two first names that's weird but you can't help it but if you go by your first name and your middle name um that's more weird because it makes you sound like a thought anyway his hot take is acdc might be one of the worst bands i've ever listened to not a redeeming quality about them sleeping with sirens could write back in black but acdc couldn't write james dean and aubrey hepburn so i assume you're somewhat trolling about this but a lot of people do talk shit about uh, acdc and i don't know if i agree acdc you know that's not a band that i have like ever voluntarily chosen to listen to but i don't know are they really that bad like back in black this is a great song it's a great song it's very boomerish but as far as boomer rock goes it's a great song god look how tiny he is it looks like he's playing a stand-up bass like is he literally like four feet tall or is he playing a giant guitar i kind of hope that it's a giant guitar that would be cool like if you were his roadie and his guitar is like you know six feet tall i think that'd be cool now here's my issue with acdc is the headwear these hats here you know my feelings on these if you wear hats like this you definitely listen to Dropkick Murphys. There are no exceptions to this. And if you don't now, it's like, uh, you know, in an RPG, how there's like sometimes there'll be like a pair of gloves that have like really high stats and you put them on and then you find out that they're cursed. And the problem with the gloves is, yeah, they have really high stats, but they also make you like super vulnerable to one type of spell and you can't take them off unless you do this like really long convoluted you know quest line i feel like that's what is going to happen with one of these hats you put it on and all of a sudden you start listening to dropkick murphy's you can't help it you're like the hat won't come off and my hands are typing dropkick murphy's in the spotify search bar what am i what what's happening to me no i don't know i feel like hating on acdc to me is like kind of it's like I, I don't know i feel like it's kind of a trendy take now like people hate on the beatles and led zeppelin and stuff and like i get it it's annoying that people like slob the Beatles dicks, you know, for the past fucking 60 years or whatever. And everyone says the Beatles are like the greatest gift to, you know, fucking music and blah, blah, blah. But the Beatles are not bad. I wouldn't choose to listen to them necessarily, but you can't say the Beatles suck. You know what I mean? Even if you don't like them, you can't say the Beatles suck. And same with ACDC. Like, would I choose to listen to this? Eh, I don't know. Not necessarily. But, you know, if they play it at a basketball game, at your little sister's basketball game, that's not so bad, right? I mean, how can you hate this? It's a great song. I don't know.
I, I think uh, if you were to say that ACDC is overrated or boring, I'd say that's fair. But to say that ACDC is one of the worst bands you've ever listened to, I feel like that's a bit much. Come on, people. Come on. Next one from Gail Surge. Scene Queen with Bimbo Core and the new generation of artists like Paris, or as I would call them, Perverus, Mothica, Cassette, Dana Dentata, Delilah Bond, Mimi Barks, Kids Brunswick are going to be the next big thing rock in Overly in Music. Uh, I know who about half of these people are. Paris is not really a new generation. Paris has been around for 10 years, so I definitely don't think Paris is going to be the next big thing. Mimi Barks, I like. Scene Queen is probably the biggest name on this list. And if you're not familiar, this is Scene Queen. So-called Bimbo Core. stuff um yeah i agree with that i wanted to like scene queen but i couldn't that's how i feel too i really wanted to like this because you know i i, I get it but it's kind of like the metal version of megan trainer to me too millennial yeah that's oh man that's rough calling something boomer has been sort of the go-to drag for the last couple years but i feel like in the immediate future, calling something millennial is going to be the new way of basically saying that something is cringe and out of touch because millennials have really taken the place of boomers as, you know, the generation of cringe. <laughs> I don't think Scene Queen is cringe necessarily, but it's a little bit too much like, um, like an SNL skit or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like trying a little bit too hard, I think. Now, I never thought I would say this, but like to me, Butcher Babies does the same thing, but better. And uh, Butcher Babies are not good. You know, if someone is saying that uh, Butcher Babies are doing it better than you, that's a problem. I see where these other artists are going, you know, like Scene Queen and stuff. I see where they're going. I get it. But... I don't know. I feel like if it was going to happen by now, it would have. I feel like as far as sort of, oh, if you want to say like, you know, feisty, you know, pro girl alternative music or whatever, I, I don't think it's going to be scene queen. I think it's going to be any number of these people like Megan Lindemann or Lolo or something like that, that is not trying so hard to be like a spunky girl. It's just like girls who happen to make good music. You know what I mean? I think someone like Maggie Lindemann has more of a future than any of the stuff um, that this person mentioned. I do like Mimi Barks quite a bit, but uh, yeah, I think if it was going to happen for any of these artists, I think it would have happened by now. But that is my opinion on your hot takes. Join me next time for more controversial opinions where hopefully you guys will get yourself canceled. Uh, and that does it for this one. Like the Ghostbusters remake. That's what we need. That, but for Metalcore. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's up, everyone? This is Jay Reason. I want to let you all know that Diablo Zen Podcast is now part of the Sound Talent Media family. 
Listen in as me and the one and only Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezak, interview artists from the hardcore punk, metal, hip-hop scenes, and beyond. We have conversations with guests like actor Peter Green, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, L.A. street photographer Estevan Oriol, Jimmy G from New York City's legendary Murphy's Law, and pro wrestler Vampiro, to name a few. If you're a fan of good discussions, lots of laughs, tune in and join the fun.